Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to the High Velocity Radio Show, where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast podcast host, speaker, educator, and founder of Keystone Click, Lori Hybe. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am doing well. Really been looking forward to this conversation. Got a ton of questions. I know we won't get to them all, but I, I think a good place to start would be if you could share with me and our listeners mission, purpose. What are you and, and your team really out there trying to do for folks? Well, um, to keep it short and simple, what we like to do is help businesses really maximize and leverage the power of internet to market their business. Digital marketing is so powerful and so many businesses seem to be lost and confused on how to really use it. And you're right about that, including yours truly here. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> but, but why, from your perspective, why is building a marketing strategy so important? It is so important because there's, first off, a lot of business owners attend a conference, hear one speaker and go, oh, we got to do that. Or they read an article and a headline that, you know, this new platform is the way to go. And and at the end of the day, there's a lot of tactics that can go out there. But if if you're not saying the right message to the right audience at the right time, which is all about being strategic, you're going to miss a lot of opportunity. Yeah, that new tactic might work for a short period of time, but you want to look at the long game. I mean, you can create content that has a very long shelf life and will serve you very well for your business for a long time, but you have to do the research and be strategic about what is that right type of content to be publishing and where you're going to publish it. So you mentioned very early on in our conversation, you you mentioned the word digital. And so I'm kind of making the jump in my mind to to social media, those platforms. Is there is is there one channel better than another or is it uh, kind of idiosyncratic and it just depends on your business and who you're trying to serve? Yeah, my my answer to that question is it depends. I mean, it's really uh, understanding that ideal customer that you want to get in front of. What is the pain that they have that you're the solution for? Um, that you can be creating amazing content in the channel that they're engaging in most. So, you know, just because an article says every business should be on TikTok doesn't mean that your business should be on TikTok because maybe your ideal customer isn't spending time on TikTok. Makes all the sense in the world to me. Okay, I got to know. I want to hear a little bit about the backstory. How in the world did you find yourself in in this line of work? What was the path? <laughs> I started going to school for uh, commercial art, which is referred to as more as like graphic design nowadays. Um, and then I actually switched my major to marketing after I took a sociology class. And I was fascinated how messaging and images can um, and culture can like influence people's buying decisions. Um, and that's where I really led into marketing. So um, I worked at a traditional agency for a little while and uh, spent a lot of time fascinated with the internet and have done a ton of research over my 20 plus years in the space. And I absolutely love digital marketing. And 20, or nope, 2008, I started 
my own firm. Um, and here we are almost, uh, almost 15 years rocking it. So what was that transition like? What, was it a little bit scary going out on your own? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave a full-time paying job with great benefits <laughs> to have no money coming in and, you know, just totally winging it. I mean, there's, I'm definitely a risk taker um, and, and willing to, to, you know, step outside my comfort zone. I got to say, if I were to go back and do it all over again, um, I'd still jump in the deep end, but I would find mentors and people that have done it to kind of really make sure that I'm not making all the mistakes by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons over the years, but um, I, one of the biggest things I'd say is, you know, having a strong community around you is so important to, I don't have to do it alone, you know? So I, I realize that you help other organizations, other practitioners with their sales and marketing. How about your sales and marketing? How are you getting the new clients? Well, our space, we target B2B. And one of the best um, moves right now from a B2B initiative is thought leadership. So a lot of what we do is simply educate our audience on um, how best to leverage digital digital. And, you know, what those best practices are for their website, for social media, for paid advertising, for media production, and us putting that information out there, showing our expertise is um, organically drawing in that ideal customer that we want to be doing work with. All right. So you've been doing this a minute now, as the kids say, <laughs> you've been at it a while. I, I mean, I can tell you love the work. It's a, you know, it just comes across over the airways. But what are you enjoying the most? What's the most fun for you now at this point in, in your practice? Actually, I, I love the sales side of it. I love huh. meeting new people and um, going through the discovery process, learning about their business, learning about their pains and educating them on why things aren't working for them or what the options are to put in front of them to help them achieve their big picture business goals. I love that. So since you do have that experience base under your belt, I, I wonder, do you find that there are some patterns? Like, do you see some of the same, I don't know if mistakes is the right word or not, but some of the same pathology, some of the same things that you know, you, you, you meet a new client, you have a bit, a bit of a conversation with them, and maybe you don't say it out loud, but you think to yourself, yep, I've seen this one before. <laughs> <laughs> Are there some common mistakes in this, in this arena? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I appreciate that there's a lot of DIY tools out there, like a lot of companies can build their own website or, um, you know, write their own social media. But the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I see people is not being strategic about it. Just because you can build your own website doesn't mean you're actually producing the content on that site that is going to be of interest to that ideal customer that you're trying to do business with. Um, and a lot of times, uh, everyone focuses on the features and what the core, you know, end deliverable is without really getting to the root of the, the challenge that that customer is facing. If you think about your own Google search practices, you type in the pain that you have. Before you know what the solution is, once you've learned what the solution is, then you start Googling, you know, some variants of the solution. But you have to start at that root challenge that people have. That's going to help 
position you as the expert by helping them understand what that pain is that they have. And what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. And yet I suspect that some out there would be like me and, and at least initially want to kind of lean into all the cool stuff about the solution, right? Yep. Oh yeah. But you, you can't, you can't go right to, you know, selling the car without talking about what type of, you know, car is important to them. And, you know, is it a family vehicle? Is it a race car, a sports car? You know, what, what is it that they're looking for? So you have to start at the root cause and then work your way up. And that's all about, you know, showing that expertise that you have. The other thing I see a lot of businesses making this mistake, and, and this one is very common, they start on a social platform or they start a newsletter or they start blogging and then they stop. Mm. Now, the, the issue with that is if you're starting something and you've got some momentum happening, you're building a following that's amazing. And it's going to take time for that following to continue to grow. But as soon as you stop, you've lost all of that following. And if you want to start up again, you're basically starting up from scratch. And it's going to be harder to win over those people that already gave you their trust, as opposed to re-engaging them right away. So you want to keep that momentum of creating content going on a consistent, um, consistent format overall. So you mentioned a moment ago, you talked about website and, and gearing a website to uh, to be SEO friendly to me makes a lot of sense. Not that I would have the first clue about how to do that, but maybe <laughs> I'm beginning to learn. But uh, yeah, what are some best practices, particularly when you, if you're building a, a, a new, I say building, if you're, if you're engaging someone maybe to help you build, what are some best practices when it comes to building a new website? Sure. So um, obviously, we want to look at your structure and everything, but you want to think about the user experience. And I, I call this the billboard test. Basically, whenever I'm having that initial discussion with anyone specifically around their website, there's three questions that I ask. And if the, none of the questions or even one of the questions isn't answered, that tells me there's some major issues with their site. First and foremost, is it clear and obvious what it is that you do and who you do it for? If your website on any page does not answer that, what, what do you think that person's going to do when they land on their site? They're mm. going to hit the back button and they're going to look for the next site that tells them this is exactly what I do and who I do it for. Yeah. The next thing is you have to have some sort of trust or credibility. Okay, you said that you can do this. How do I know that you can actually do that? That's where testimonials, if you've won awards, if you've got media exposure, um, any sort of credibility that says, yes, I can do this is going to help establish trust a lot faster. And the third thing is once those other two boxes are checked, okay, yes, you can do what I'm looking for you to do. And I trust that you can do it. How do I engage you to actually do this? A lot of websites are missing that very simple yet very important call to action. And that needs to be on every single page of a site. I am so glad that I asked because while I asked it in the frame of building a new website, I think this is a good conversation <laughs> to take back to the team and look at the existing website. Uh, do we pass the Lori test? <laughs> well, I, I, honestly, most don't. Uh, it's 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 exciting when someone does, and I applaud them, but most are not right now. So, for those of you out there listening, if you'd like to get some um, some free advice, some from some really smart people, 
Get you a radio show. It's a marvelous way to learn a, a, a ton. Speaking of which, you have your own podcast. Talk about that a little bit and maybe, I don't know, maybe some of what you've learned or observed in, in the process of interviewing. I mean, you've interviewed hundreds of, of, of professionals all over the planet, haven't you? I, I sure have. Yep. I actually have two shows now, but I'll focus on the one, Social Capital, where I've interviewed I think I'm at about 380-ish right now, yeah. um, professionals glo- globally, on the topic of networking. Um, and huh. I would say there's there's three things that I've learned that are a common thread and so important, and I kind of call them my three golden rules of networking. Um, first and foremost, be authentic, because people can smell fake. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Just be genuine and be real. Two is to give first. So if, mm-hmm. if you know, don't ask for something, but give first. If you if you connect with someone and you know what they're something they like in their personal world or if they have a need that you can fill in their professional world, give give it away first. And third is follow through. If you tell someone that you meet that you're gonna do something and you, you this is the first, you know, part of that relationship and you don't follow through. On what it is you said you're going to do, you basically put a, a negative vibe on that relationship going forward. So super simple. Be real, give first, and follow through. Yeah, you're going to have great relationships going forward. So in, in just a moment, before we wrap, I'm going to make sure that our listeners have contact information so that they can uh, have a conversation with you, begin to tap into your work. But before we do that, I'd love to leave them with a, a couple of actionable pro tips uh, I mean, number one pro tip, gang, is uh, reach out and have a conversation with, with Lori or somebody on her team. Uh, but maybe even bet- before that step, maybe there's something that we can be thinking about, reading, doing, not doing. Let's leave them with a couple tips if we could. <laughs> oh, oh man. I don't know if I was ready for that one, but I, I'll, I'll wing it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mentioned that it's always extremely important to have like a good tribe around you. So when I first started my business, I, I had this, you know, it's lonely at the top kind of mentality. But now I'm, I've surrounded myself with others that are in similar lines of business and in similar roles. And that has been a huge game changer for my business. Um, the other thing, regardless if it's your marketing or anything related to business, it's extremely important to be strategic. You don't want to be throwing darts in the dark and hoping and praying you hit the bullseye. You want to be confident in whatever plan is that you're you're pushing forward. Well, I'm glad I asked, and I think you were more than ready to field that <laughs> question. No, you clearly have a great deal of depth and substance, and uh, and and obviously relationships are uh, important to, to not only you, but all the, the people you're trying to serve. And you, you clearly are helping them cultivate those relationships and, and strengthen them. What, uh, what a, that must be incredibly rewarding work. Oh, yeah, I, I enjoy what I do. I love meeting new people and, um, and I like connecting others as well. It's, it's fun to see relationships grow. Okay, let's do, make sure that our listeners can connect with you, tap into your work, whatever you feel like is appropriate, website, LinkedIn, email. I just want to make sure that they can they can connect with you. Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Just search for Lori Hybe and you can hit the follow button or connect if you connect. You know, make sure you mention, mention this show in this episode. 
Um, otherwise, keystoneclick.com. You can take a look at some of the work that we do there. We have a ton of educational content, blogs, webinars, videos. Uh, as I mentioned, it's all about teaching and educating our audience. So reach out if you have any questions. Well, Lori, it has been an absolute delight having you on the program this afternoon. Thank you for investing the time and energy to visit with us and share your insight and perspective. You're you're doing important work, and we, we sure appreciate you. All right. Thanks. This is great. My pleasure. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Lori Hybe, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane.